You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Guys, I have abandonment issues. And it's affected every area of my life, my work, my marriage, my parenting. And this came from not knowing my biological father. See, I have a father. He's a wonderful man that I call dad. He's raised me for 33 years. In fact, this week, he just made me the sole beneficiary of his will. And I am eternally grateful But not knowing your biological father can do some weird stuff and jack you up. I know. Eventually, I knew something needed to change. And God made it very clear. It's time to find your biological father. So I jumped on Google for a few hours and I did it. His name is Fred. I tracked him down and he was refereeing a basketball game. I spoke with him after, we had a good conversation. So we decided to meet for breakfast. We met for breakfast, we talked and started to build a relationship. And then we started talking on the phone. And then I cut him off. I stopped returning his phone calls. I stopped trying to see him, everything. See, the years of built up emotions overflowed and I didn't wanna see or talk to him again. This was all so painful, I didn't want to deal with it. This time of my life was totally chaotic, and it felt like everything was up in the air. I mean, I found him, so I was pretty happy with myself. Wasn't that enough? Unfortunately, God didn't just want me to find him. God wanted me to forgive him. But I decided I couldn't do it. Why should I forgive him anyway? This was his fault. He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. I knew I wasn't doing the right thing. I know now that when I refused to forgive, I wasn't just not doing the right thing, I was disobeying God. Yes, it was painful. Yes, it was hard. But God wanted me to forgive Fred. I didn't understand that at the time. Sometimes, following God requires requires us to obey, even when the chaos in our lives makes it hard to understand. Have you ever felt like God wanted you to do something you didn't understand? This is more than just a concept. I suspect that each of us has something God is asking us to do, but we're struggling to obey because of the chaos in our lives. Now, for some of us, God is asking us to take him seriously again or for the first time. Maybe you showed up today not knowing anything about this God, but I want to tell you there is a God that loves you. For others of you, you're just showing up to church again, but he doesn't want you to just show up. He wants you to live the right way, his way, and leave our old lives behind. Some of us need to obey God at work. He finally wants us to go get the job or career we've always wanted, but have been too afraid to pursue. Or maybe he's asking you to leave a good job that offers the security and comfort we want, but is slowly killing our soul. Some of us, we need to obey God in our relationships. Maybe he's asking us to finally apologize to a loved one that we've done wrong. Maybe he's asking us to forgive someone who hurt you so badly that we think forgiveness is not possible. Or maybe God is asking you to stop the affair, physical or emotional, 
and love our spouse again. How is he asking you to obey? How is God asking, uh, asking you to live your life? What is he speaking to you? Are you listening? If you were listening, could you even hear him over how noisy, busy, and stressful life is? Well, no matter where we are in our spiritual journeys, no matter how chaotic our lives are, we must come to a place where we trust God enough to obey even when we don't understand. Today, we're starting a new series called Calm the Chaos. And if we were honest with ourselves, let's get honest, I think we'd all admit we want our lives to be a little less chaotic. You don't even have to believe in God to want less distraction, frustration, and stress in your life. A solution for that chaos sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. Can I get an amen? Yeah, can I get an amen? So our lives are stressful and chaotic. These next few weeks, they're designed to help us create a beautiful future through the current chaos. This isn't just managing stress or dealing with our issues, but actually experiencing a good, peaceful life. Here at City Church, we believe that's the kind of life God desires for all of us. And I want to tell you, no matter where you are in your life today, no matter how chaotic it is, you can have a beautiful future. But to create a beautiful future, we have to obey in the current chaos. To create a beautiful future, we have to obey in the current chaos. And when I think of obeying in the midst of a chaotic life, I think of Noah. He's a character from the Bible, and his story is found in the book of Genesis. Listen to how crazy the world was during Noah's life. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing. All the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. Man, this is a scary passage. It can be kind of hard to believe that things were so chaotic, God wanted to destroy it all. Isn't this a graceful, loving God? How bad could things really be? Well, think about all the wickedness you see now. Corruption, child abuse, human trafficking, genocide. As I was prepping this talk, I saw headlines about a child with special needs that was intentionally set on fire. But what the people were doing in Noah's day, believe it or not, was much worse and more widespread. Everyone was doing the worst things you can imagine. Everyone. And that is why God calls the people of this time evil. This evil is not a series of slip-ups or mistakes, but rather unrepentant and habitual sin of an almost unfathomable nature. It's more rampant than anything we see today. It had gotten so bad, evil was so widespread, that the only option God had was to wipe humanity out. Imagine the heartbreak of having to destroy something you love. 
Once I had a dog named Sally that seemingly turned vicious overnight. She went from aggressive behavior and barking and growling to attacking other dogs to attacking people. And I didn't know who she would attack next. She was a threat to our children. She was a threat to everyone in the family. I tried every way that I could to help her. I called every rescue in town, every vet, every rehab, but the consensus decision, even among the most passionate animal lovers, was that she needed to be put down. There was no other option. There was nothing that anyone could do to help her. And so we put her down. And I held her in my arms, and I wept. It was heartbreaking to see this member of the family that I loved so much be unredeemable. I imagine this is how God felt about humanity, his most beloved creation. But remember, God wants us to have a beautiful life through the current chaos. We see this with a man named Noah. This is what scripture says. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. The first thing it tells us is that Noah found favor. But before we talk about what it means to find favor, let's talk about why. Why did Noah find favor? Because he walked with God. Well, what does that mean? That means he pursued God and obeyed God in his everyday life. Noah followed the way God designed even with absolute chaos going on around him. Noah believed. Now, what does it mean to find favor? In this case, God offers Noah grace, not because Noah earned it. Noah still sinned, and we see that later in the book of Genesis. Noah was not blameless because of his actions. Noah was blameless because he trusted God. Noah believed. While the others of Noah's generation responded to their sin with more sin and more sin and more sin, distorting God's design to the point they are called evil, Noah responded with obedience. God offered everyone grace. Noah was just the only man on earth to accept it. This is important. Don't overlook this. Our righteousness cannot be earned with our behavior. Finding favor with God, being blessed, is not about being perfect. It is how we respond to not being perfect. Like Noah, we have to believe. Believing God is the first step to being obedient and calming the chaos. As the story goes on, Noah give, God gives Noah very specific instructions to save himself and his family, First, God tells Noah how to build the boat and what materials to use, even to the precise measurement. Then God also told Noah who should be on the ark with him, his family, and two of every animal on earth. Now, it is highly unlikely that God is asking you to build an ark. But if he is, could you please let me know and save me some space? We have a small family. It's only four people, two little kids. But perhaps God is asking you to do something, and you have to listen. 
You cannot be distracted by the noise and the stress and the awful things going on around you. You have to hear God. God gave Noah exact, specific instructions, and Noah heard God. Just like Noah, to obey, you have to hear God. So to obey God and calm the chaos, first you believe, and then you hear. And there's one more step to being obedient, and we see it play out in Noah's story. This is what the scripture says. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. The last part of obedience is to act, to take action and do everything exactly as God commands us. That's Noah's story. He did, he did everything exactly that God commanded him. And that's what God wants us to do. To obey, we have to act. It's not enough to believe. It's not enough to hear. We have to act. So obedience means we believe, we hear, and we act. That's what obedience means. Well, just as God said, he flooded the earth and everything on earth was wiped out. It was total chaos. But God's boat and every person and animal in it survived. Even the tarantulas. I don't know why, but God loves them too, apparently. Noah obeyed. He believed, he heard, and he acted. God blessed Noah because of his obedience, and this is why it's so critical to obey God. When we obey God, God calms our chaos. When we obey, God creates a beautiful future for us. And when God creates a beautiful future, he takes something bad and he makes it good. But God doesn't stop there. God can also take something good and make it better. That's what a beautiful future means. And God wants you to have a beautiful future, whether you're in a bad situation or a good situation. That is what he wants for you. But we can only have that if we obey. So how is God asking you to obey? What is God asking you to do or stop doing? In my case, I knew what God was asking me to do, but I didn't do it. Noah knew what God was asking him to do, and he did. What is God asking you to do? And I want to get clear today. Today, let's believe, let's hear, and act. Don't wait any longer. We do not know what tomorrow holds. So this week, this is what I'm asking you to do. I want you to take the first step and get clear on what God wants you to do. For some of us, we need to believe him. Maybe we're skeptical and we're not totally sold on God. Maybe a friend brought you here or you're coming with your mom or your dad or a spouse and you don't know about this God thing. That's okay. You're welcome here. For others of us, maybe God has let you down before. Maybe a person, a pastor, or a church has hurt you. Maybe you've experienced trauma and you did not know where God was. But this is what I'm asking you to do this week. I'm asking you to pray. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But if you want to obey God, I'm asking you to pray this week, God, I believe you. It's that simple. And if you're praying this for the first time because you've never believed in God, we can pray through what that sounds like later. We'll talk through it. 
Some of us, we need to hear him. The chaos of life might be distracting you from what God has to say. And I get it. There has never been a noisier time to be alive. When was the last time you could hear yourself think, let alone hear God speak? This week, I'm asking you to find some silent time and read the Bible. Spend five minutes alone with no distractions, no music, no driving, no kids, no spouse, no TV, just you and your Bible. Then you'll be able to hear. And a special word about this, so often when I've been trying to hear God, I look to the clouds to hear a voice. And what I find is that he speaks to me through Scripture. We call it God's word, and the answer to so much of what you're waiting for is in there. So spend five minutes this week alone and reading your Bible. You will begin to hear him. For some of us, you need to act. You need to just do it. There's no fancy theological principle. You just need to do what God is asking you to do. And so often, fear is the barrier. But as I know from personal experience, not acting means you're disobeying. And disobeying God means you will miss the beautiful future that God wants for you and experience a lot of pain. And the chaos won't even go away. Obeying feels scary or silly or embarrassing, but it is worth it. Because when we obey, God calms our chaos and creates a beautiful future. I'm asking you to take a big action step this week. I understand that, but I took a big action step this past week. Do you remember the story I told you before about Fred, my biological father? I found him and then abandoned him, and that was disobeying God who wanted me to forgive. Well, eventually I went through the recovery process and went to counseling to deal with some of my core issues. And after a lot of hard work and prayer, I was finally able to forgive Fred. So my counselor gave me this assignment. Write a letter to reestablish contact. But I knew this wasn't just my counselor saying this. God wanted me to do this. So like any pastor that talks about obeying God, I put it off for as long as I could. I let the chaos of life win. In fact, I still didn't send it 10 years after I found him. So while I prepared this talk in obedience, God began to convict me that I had not obeyed him. So finally, this past week, I obeyed and mailed the letter. You can tell I'm thrilled if you see the picture. It was hard. But when we obey, we believe, we hear, and we act, God calms the chaos and creates a beautiful future. And I believe that. I have to believe that. This is a potentially painful step. I don't know what my future holds. I don't know if I'll ever hear from him again knowing he could have contacted me. That's going to hurt. I don't know if he'll write me a letter. I get nervous every time I check the mail. I don't know if he'll call me, but I can tell you that my heart skips a beat every time my phone rings. I don't know what's going to happen in my future, but I trust that because I obeyed God, it will be beautiful. You may not need to contact a parent you need to forgive or reconcile with, but I know some of you do. 
Maybe you need God to calm the chaos in your relationship to create a beautiful marriage. Maybe you just need God to calm the chaos at work to have a beautiful career. Or maybe you just need God to calm the chaos within you to know him and have a beautiful future now and in eternity. No matter what chaos needs to be calmed and beautiful future to desire, you have to obey God. Let's pray. God, we come before you. We know we cannot be made right by our own actions. God, we know that we will not be blameless unless we trust you. God, as, as I pray now, I pray for all of us that need to believe. We need to take you at your word. We need to trust you. We need to say, God, I, I believe you. For some of us, that's the first time we've ever done that. And everybody's heads are bowed right now. But if this is your first time ever trusting God, ever praying this prayer, what we believe is that God loves us and offered his son, Jesus Christ, as a payment for our sins so that we can have fellowship with God now and forever. If you want to believe that, if you want to trust that, all you need to pray right now is, God, I believe you. I've done it my way. I've tried my best to have a beautiful life, but God, I want to trust your way. If you pray that, you're taking a significant step in your spiritual journey. For others of us, we've been hurt. God, maybe you've let us down, but I pray that everyone has the courage to say this week, God, I believe I will try it your way. God, I believe. For some of us, we need to hear, God, I pray that you give us the discipline to take time in silence. Give us the discipline to listen, the discipline to hear what you are saying to us. God, allow us to do that this week. Even if it's not a part of our routine, let us do that. And God, for some of us, we just need to act. We just need to do it. God, I had to mail a letter other people might need to make a phone call. Other people might need to make an apology. God, whatever we need to do to act, let us have the courage to do it this week. God, be with all of us as we seek to obey you. And we trust only in you, in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.